Hey everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight, the horror movie show here. I'm Peter, that is Tim. Hello. We, we do have a horror movie, <laughs> and this is our first episode of 2017. This, this is the first movie, that, it's actually the first movie I watched in general in 2017. Mm-hmm. Have you watched any movies before this one, Tim? New new movies, I mean, like stuff you've not seen before, specifically. Um, yeah, I watched a few. Um, what was the first one you watched? Uh, Kubo and the Two Strings. Did you like it? I did. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Right. But it's a crap horror movie, I guess. And yeah, it's not. not, yeah. not a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Okay, I was just making sure. I'm making sure. Yeah. I'm just moving. I'm moving objects from the cats before they make noise because I could see. I could see yeah. the movement happening. I mean, we want to limit that, don't we? Yeah. And I'll let, I'll let the put your sex toys out of the way. <laughs> I'll let the mystery of what was in this container just land. You just think about it. Ugh. Wasn't that a sex toy? I'll tell you that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> what sex toy is this shape? I don't. The less I know about your sex life, the better. So. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Timmy. Oh, the actress is someone's probably going to comment and tell me exactly what sex toy could fit in this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, so yeah, we watched the autopsy of Jane Doe, which is a relative new movie. It just came out towards the end of the year, there, in twenty sixteen, and it's from Andre Overdal. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying that exactly right, but he's the director of Troll Hunter. If you have seen that, hmm. uh, which is a really fun found footage movie about troll hunting. <laughs> It was pretty good. It's a good fun movie. It's got sort of comic yeah. touches to it. Uh, fun. Yeah, I enjoy that movie quite a bit. Yeah, uh, not really a horror movie, I would say. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of yeah. creeping into it, but I'd probably put it more into the sort of monster sci-fi genre, just because, or maybe fantasy yeah. monster genre. Then I would horror, yeah. just just because it's especially since once it's about them and cars chasing trolls it feels a bit different but that's that's who this director is that's where we know him from and this is a movie which will start spoiler free by the way uh, we'll, we'll warn you about spoilers before we go into spoiler territory about halfway through so we'll start spoiler free no worries so the plot of this one is that a, they, an incident happens at a house uh, the owners of the house are all dead and the police find this body in the, the basement buried and no identity, it's a woman, so obviously the, the name they use is Jane Doe. And they take her to this local mortician's, who is a sort of family-owned mortician, it's a dad and a son who run it, and the, 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 the morgue and the crematorium are all in the basement, they've got this sort of big fancy basement where they've, they've built this all here. And it's them staying late to look into this body, and once they start doing the autopsy and cutting her open and looking at things, things are kind of weird, there's stuff that shouldn't be there, and there's a sort of mystery that builds up. And eventually, creepy things start happening, and that's that's your premise. That's what the movie is. So, I, I guess before we go any further, oh, I was to say actually, the cast quickly. There's a couple of notable names here. Emil Hirsch is uh, Austin, who's the son, and mm-hmm. Brian Cox is the father. He's Tommy. So, uh, so reasonably notable cast. Yeah, good premise. I like I, I like the sound of the premise. I, I liked the trailer when I saw it a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Tim. How did yeah. you feel about the autopsy of Jane Doe? I absolutely loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Um, I had Tim, a lot of... Tim, I never know if you're being sarcastic. See, see when you say you love something like that? Yeah. I really don't know if you're being sarcastic. There's, there's just a tinge in your no, voice. I, I, did, <laughs> I did love it. I thought it was great. 
Cool, good. I'm I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> Continue. Uh no, I I had uh, like high hopes for it. Um I actually had been wanting to see this for a while. Uh it had like a very limited release and um there's a few like sneak peeks they had done in my area, but it was just bad timing yeah, it, it every played, time it was around. It played at festivals like throughout the year, but the actual release only just came a few weeks ago. There was a limited one, it's on VOD. But yeah. Um, but I was, uh, I was, you know, um, very uh, happy with it. I, you know, like you said, um, it's a, you know, simple premise, uh, really small cast, uh, but it, it feels very, um, like very contained, which I, I really liked. And uh, yeah, I, I thought it was good. How'd you feel about it? I, I liked it. I'm not as positive as you are, though. Mm-hmm. There's, there's some kind of key criticisms I have at least on a personal level, that pull it back a bit for me. I think okay. I liked the first half a lot more than the second. Okay. Alright. Uh, once we get into the supernatural stuff, it kind of... It slipped a little bit for me. Uh, the mm. stuff I really liked, though, I love that it's a bottle... I, you know I love bottle stories, Tim, and it's yeah. all set in one location. I love that premise. I love that it's one night, and there, mm-hmm. there's this mystery that, that it comes up with just, like, analysing the body and the stuff. Yeah. I like all that stuff. But for me, there, there was just a few things towards in the second half that guess kind of held it back. I thought the direction was very good for the, for most yeah. of the scenes. Ninety percent of the time, I thought the direction was great. Where I thought the direction wasn't as good was when I actually tried to do little scary jumps and things like that. See, I didn't really think there was that many jump scares. I like I thought most of the stuff was uh, a little more subtle, or at least compared to you know uh, the bigger movies yeah. that we usually like would see. There was some. I, I did think there was a few. Don't get me wrong. There was a couple of jump scares that I th- I was being cynical about when they happened, but then mm. because what happened after them, it justified them a little bit because they didn't just like go away or vanish or whatever. That they actually it, it led to something, so it made more sense. But there was yeah. just there was there was some creepy moments where something would just jump out. There'd be a loud noise, and it felt a little bit on the cheaper side of things, which wouldn't be a big deal. And then I think there was maybe some stuff for the plot in the the latter half where. You know how when it comes to supernatural, Tim, I love rules, and I hate when supernatural feels like it's not abiding any rules, because I I, I get I get, it becomes hard to grasp onto, you know, kind of the. I, I yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, that's funny though. I didn't really feel it uh, with this one. Um, I really liked uh, the mystery. Like, I, I I felt like there was a point to I, everything, and it it like slowly unravels. Yeah. I I liked a lot of it. And I still like I'm being more negative than I actually mean to be. I actually, I, I like the movie. It's just, I thought it just, there was a few things that just drag it down from being really good, you know. Okay. So I'm, I'm just, I'm in that kind of area. That's that's fair. I'd be interested to see, once we go into spoilers, well, what exactly those were. Yeah, um, we get into spoilers, we'll get into, uh, obviously, details there. <coughs> As for the rest of it, like I say, the direction is mostly pretty good. I, I, I think, I'm uh, oh, sorry. I don't know, I don't know. Uh, no, just to uh, you know, get real, go into the cast real quick. I uh, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm a, I guess I'm a somewhat fan of these uh, actors. Um, I like, I mean, like I might not, Yeah, like uh, uh, Emil Hirsch, I, I like too. Like I might not go out of my way to watch every movie they're in, but when they are in a movie, I'm like, oh hey, yeah, I like these guys. And I thought they all did a really good job. I feel like Brian Cox. He he's an actor who pops up a lot. He's Scottish, by the way. If you didn't know that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I did not know that, no. Yeah, he's also the first on-screen Hannibal Lecter, if you didn't know that as well. Oh, from Manhunter, yeah. From Manhunter, yeah. I like Manhunter yeah. a lot, by the way. Oh, it's Ma- really good. Manhunter might even be my favourite of the, 
the uh, Lecter movies, which are just crazy. I love, don't worry, I love Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, I do, but I love Manhunter. I, I don't think I don't think that's uh, really that crazy because uh, Manhunter has a very uh, it has a very cool tone, like yeah, yeah. to it. You know what I mean? Like a, I don't know. There's a, there's a feel to it that I feel like isn't in Silence as much, but Silence still has like a really good story, but. It's funny we bring up Silence of the Lambs. So we, we kind of got there in a weird way, but <laughs> some of the stuff at the start of this movie actually reminded me of Silence of the Lambs, just because Silence of the Lambs has that, that autopsy scene. Oh, okay. Where, where I didn't feels, think about that. Yeah, but it feels very clinical, and <laughs> even the way at the start of the crime scene, like, I don't know what it is about movies with the, the cameras that the police use for crime scene photos, but they have this sound. And I don't know if it's a real thing that they use different cameras that have a different sound, or if it's just one of these movie myths where oh, yeah. they always have that harsher click. Yeah. The, it's the, if you watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the photograph like noise at the start of that. Oh, yeah. It's, it's that noise. I don't know what it is. I don't know if real police cameras actually are different and have a different <laughs> noise, or if it's just movies that have created this this myth. But, yeah, yeah so that, be, that, that was I'd there. I'd be interested to know that. <laughs> yeah, but that was there. So when they had that on the table and they're cutting their open and stuff, I, I, before it started getting weirder, it was reminding me of that a little bit. You know what? Uh, I got kind of vibes from, which uh, I, I don't know if you'll agree with this, but almost gave me like a little bit of a like Silent Hill kind of vibe, a little bit. I don't, I don't know, like like something about it felt like like very gamey to me. I, like I was I never, playing something. I never got that. I never. I mean, that's fair, but I never, I never quite got that. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I think the, I think the cast are good. I think they have a good relationship. There is a clear history that's set up between the, the father and the son, and they make us kind of care about the characters. They, they have they, you know, they joke a little bit when they're, I mean they don't joke too much, but they they, they have a father son relationship. And there's a couple of jokes while they're working on a body at the start, you know, before they get Jane Doe, and they you, you get this like you know this bond between them. There is a kind of awkward father son there. The, the mother's not around anymore, and that sort of past sort of weighs down on the father. You know, Brian Cox's character. And it sets up that so the characters are fairly well. I mean, they're not the most intricate characters ever, but they're they're well enough defined for a movie like this. You know what I like is that uh, I found that they were very capable. Like uh, they were good at their job, and you know, I like once all the crazy stuff starts happening, they don't like really seem to be like uh, completely helpless. Like they they seem to be proactive and actually try to like do stuff to you know uh, like get away and everything and it i don't know they, they felt like not like helpless horror cliches or anything they're just kind of like hmm. you know trapped by this thing I, I think the movie also does a really good job of setting up just who they are at the start like i say with the jokes and stuff but also just that the dad's training the son to do the same job because you know he, he asks him some questions and he gets it wrong he's like who you know how did this person die and he actually he, he's incorrect in his diagnosis of the the cause of death and you 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 get their characters and who they are, and they play off each other the whole movie. Because I think from the trailer, I got the impression that Brian Cox was probably going to die early because I felt like it was all Emile Hirsch in the trailer, and that's not actually true. I mean, I don't think that's a spoiler, but it is a twofer. They're, they're together and they're playing off each other the whole yeah. movie. That's just the way the movie is, and I, I think they have pretty decent chemistry for that. So that's good. When you have a bottle movie like this, and it's only two characters pretty much the entire time. You get two characters and a dead person on a table who can't speak. <laughs> it's important that those two characters, A, are good actors, but are at least interesting and real enough that you're not 
bored by them. You're not constantly thinking, oh, these characters are stupid, they're making dumb choices. And it works in this kind of setting as well because you have this, they're just doing their job, this is normal for them, they're opening up the body, they're doing things by the numbers, and then they start noticing things that are off, that are different, that shouldn't be this way. And maybe the younger character will notice it first and you think, oh, maybe he's just not seen this before because he's the, the less experienced one. But then it's when, you know, Brian Cox says, oh, wait, that's not right. You're like, oh, right, yeah. okay, something's really off. And you, you get that, that sense. So that's really good. Yeah. The, the mystery is interesting. It builds up and there's obviously reveals and stuff that we can't talk about yeah. without spoilers. Um, I would also uh, probably say it's important to note the location as well. Uh, I really liked the, just the whole look of it. Like, um, you know... Y- you mostly are in that one main room for most of the movie, but, um, you know, like when they're in the hallways and stuff, like I like that there's like this mixture of like, you know, it's a very clinical stale, uh, environment, but then also like is kind of like homey in the hallways and stuff. Yeah. There's a hallway in an office. Uh, there's a little elevator that they have, which makes sense because the, they have to bring the bodies down. Cause at, at first I was like, why is it an elevator? Just go up the stairs. But, oh, it's cause you have bodies. It's, cause it's only, cause it's only one floor down from the house. It's not like a, but obviously, if you've yeah. got bodies, gonna there's actually a reason for it, so that's fine. But so no, I actually the first half of the movie, I really really liked. I love the bottle thing. I love it's a stormy night kind of thing. They've got the radio on, and they're slowly realizing things are kind of weird or off or creepy. And them trying there's to, a good. Uh, sorry, I was gonna say them uh, trying to problem solve it is a lot of fun to me, and I, I liked all that stuff. Yeah, and I thought it was paced very well. Like I thought, you know, uh, it it. Uh, what do you call it? Escalated, um, you know, like at a good pace. Like uh, I, I agree. They give you time. I agree with that for the most part. I do have one. I, I think it goes from it just being weird and them not knowing what's going on to them believing they're in danger just a little bit too quickly. There's a, there's a sort of turn there that I thought was a little bit too sharp. But other than that, I agree. I- I kind of I kind of like that though just because if I was in the that situation I probably would have done like the same thing. <laughs> like yeah, I probably yeah. would have jumped, you know, to the conclusion like yeah. It's almost that. a weird thing where I wonder if being so used to characters being idiots for longer in horror movies has <laughs> made me conditioned to expect that so when a character decides to get out of dodge quicker I, I it, it doesn't play with me. I'm like, well, that's just weird. Oh, the characters wouldn't do that. <laughs> like, that would be the new thing. Instead of yelling at the screen for someone like to get like because they're too stupid, you'll start yelling at them because uh, they're too smart. Yeah, it's like, like no, actually, go back in the house. That's where I want to see something. So no, like I say, most of my concerns of kind of when it gets kind of spooky in the second half, and some of it's really good, and they set up a couple of really cool things early on that pays off in the second half, which is really really cool. And both in terms of scares, but also in terms of the emotion between the characters and sort of the, the themes that are running throughout for them. And obviously the theme of death is a big thing. I don't think it's a coincidence. Early on, when you find out the wife or the, the mother has been dead recently for the last couple of years or whatever, it's not a coincidence. You go, well, yeah, they're, they're morticians and the whole movie's about a dead body. Clearly death plays a theme that's important. It's important to the characters that someone close to them died in the in recent times. So... I think there's a pretty good job of all that. I just a couple of things, like I say in the second half, that I can't really talk about much without spoilers. That just just for me, kind of okay. I can kind of I can talk about two of them. I, yeah, there's a couple. <laughs> there's a couple of scares that I I feel were a bit cheap and felt almost like they're. It's like the rest of the movies are higher quality, but there's a couple of scares that feel like they're taken out of one of these 
you know, shittier horror movies that we talk about. But I like everything else around it. And then the other couple of things I had a problem with was there's a couple of moments where they, they sort of realise something about the mystery where it just feels really coincidental that, oh, you just happen to notice that now. Kind of thing. It's like, yeah. oh, now's the time where they're... And it's not a big deal, but it's just a couple of little things. A little bit of um, uh, you gotta I don't know, like take them at at their word that yeah. like you know they would have just reached that conclusion. Um, I I think with me maybe I was just like so wrapped up in it that I don't know, it didn't bother me. There's that one much. moment in particular from Brian Cox where he just kind of decides something, <laughs> and I didn't understand why he decided this. And I'll, I'll talk about it more spoilers, but it just it felt like a bit of a leap to me in terms of logic, which is which stood out more because the characters had been for the most part kind of smart. It almost felt like they were too quick to believe some stuff. I mean, they were being smart in that they wanted to get out, but they were too quick to believing stuff, whereas normally characters are like dumb and wouldn't believe anything. There's a, there's a middle ground. There's a middle ground where you're presented with the evidence and then you accept something might be going on. And there's a couple of leaps here that felt a bit much to me. Even though I liked what the mystery reveal was, I liked you know where the body came from, who it was, and all that kind of thing. I liked all that stuff. It was just how we got there. A couple of steps were a little bit off for me, but understandable. Yeah. The the end result is that I think it's a good movie. I just think it's a flawed good movie. So I think that'll do for a spoiler free. I don't mean to get any spoilers now, uh, in fear of just repeating the the same vague things. So full spoilers from this point on for the autopsy of Jane Doe. So I like, so again, full spoilers, I'm about to go straight to the end in here. I <laughs> like it. that she turns out to be someone from the Salem Witch Trials. The mm-hmm. idea that she is someone who was buried a long time ago and that whenever she's around, she makes people, you know, this happens to them. And it's hallucinations yeah. and it's whatever else. Although it's kind of 50-50 because I, I love the bell thing, by the way. They set up this idea early on in the that- movie. That was such a great payoff. I, yeah. I didn't even realize that first when you first hear the little jingle. Like I didn't even like think about it oh, and, no. until you actually see the foot. No, no. As soon as I heard it, I knew it. Was, like because that, that that was the setup. They, they set up that the, all the corpses that they've got in the containers all have little bells around their ankles. So it's a, sort of an old thing because in the olden days it was hard to tell if someone was really dead, and it was just to hear if they moved. You know they were still alive. So they set that up. And you hear that jingle, and immediately it's it's probably the best tense moment in the movie when you hear that jingle. You're like, "Oh crap, yeah. the bodies are getting up." <laughs> uh, so that that was a really really cool moment. And one one of the scares that I kind of had a problem with at first was when he's look when Emil Hirsch is looking through the door because he, he's axed the door because they've been locked in at one point. Yeah, and he axes the door to look out, and he's looking through the hole, and you know that one of the, the corpses is going to appear in front of the hole after a couple of seconds. It's just it's a typical yeah. scare. What I appreciated about with it though is that he sticks around because because typically it would disappear and then when Brian Cox comes over, it looks through the hole, he'd be gone. But Brian Cox comes over and he's still there, and then he opens his stitched together mouth and like sort of screams through. Yeah. It. I like that he stuck around. It kind of it in hindsight it made it better, but it was it was a very expected thing to happen at first. Yeah, uh, yeah, it wasn't the best. <laughs> Uh, I, I guess it didn't bother me that much. Um, I, I feel like if I'm really digging a movie, I can let like one or two like things like that go, you know? Yeah, well, I, I think for me though, it's because most I think most of the scares were kind of, I guess, generic. Is it the word I'd use? Like none, none of the actual scary moments felt 
outside of the bell, I thought the bell ringing was a really good touch. And then there was another scene where you see uh, one of the corpses in complete shadow walking down a hallway in the reflection of the mirror. Yeah, see, I actually like that. Because um, yeah. I, like... Um, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I like that. I thought that was also yeah. good. But oh, okay. It was I, all, I thought you were saying no. Like uh, that was my example of another good one. Whereas a, a yeah. lot of the other scares felt kind of generic and typical. Speaking of like good setup and and stuff, uh, I really really liked uh, the end when you get a little bit of a fake out. You think Emil Hirsch, uh, his character Austin, is like you know good to go. He's you know at the door. You hear there's a cop outside, uh, and they're talking back and forth, uh, and it looks like. You know, he's probably might get out and then uh, the cop like, uh, you know, is talking, talking and then he starts singing that song that we've been hearing like, you know, all throughout earlier in the movie. <laughs> I really On the like radio. that. Uh, yeah. that's, that's important. You don't just randomly <laughs> hear the song. It sort of plays over the radio they've got playing. Uh, while right, yeah. The, uh, while they're in the morgue. I, I like the ending well enough. I think uh, it murkies the water a little bit. This is where I'm kind of like with the rules and what's... Because they set up the idea that they kind of hallucinate and see things that aren't actually there. Because we see a corpse coming towards them and Ryan Cox kills it and it turns out to be Emil Hershey's girlfriend. Yeah. And at, at, um, that, and at that point I'm thinking, alright, so it's all hallucinations? Like none of it's actually there? It's all just in their heads? Like it's all a psychosis thing and the the, the witch on the table, as it were, is yeah. the, the one causing it? And that's that's fine, but then there's other moments where no, there must be something there. There must be a physical thing. Well, I, I mean, I even like kind of wondered if that really, you know, once the the corpse turns into the body of his girlfriend, I, I wondered if that was like a hallucination, a hallucination as well, or if that really was her, because it just seems so weird that she would like get in, you know, yeah, rent, yeah like how would she have gotten in? Or, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that, that's, like, that's, that's a fair point, I suppose, actually. Uh, I mean, that whole thing with the dad killing her by accident, and he, he talks after about how, oh, I should have seen... Because yeah. this is where we learn that our, the mother committed suicide. Because he, he brings it up, you know, I should have seen the signs, which I thought was actually really well brought up. Because they didn't just come out and say it. He, he, he talks about he should have seen the signs, and you, you get that she committed suicide, and that he feels guilt over this. And the yeah. movie, in a large part, is about his guilt, and about how it's his son that's going to have to deal with the, the effects of this. And that was just like brought to life, and what just happened on screen. He literally did something really extreme. There was a mistake that his son is going to suffer for, which is the death of his girlfriend. That was like a the realization of the actual metaphor, and that, that's cool. Like I liked all that stuff. So that, that's all nice. Now back to the mystery, though. I want to talk about the mystery and okay. the, the moments that I, I love the reveal of what she actually is and where she's from, and oh, she's been preserved this whole time, and the idea that her body was containing. The evil cat. What are you doing? The moments for me though were they jumped to some conclusions that I didn't. So the way that Emil Hirsch just kind of like glances over at the uh, the fabric that's got the the symbol on it with the Roman numerals, and uh, the, the, they've already looked at it. They found it earlier on in the movie, and they realised there's some Roman numerals and whatever. And it's just yeah. later on, after crap's already going down, he looks, he glances over and goes wait just a minute and he goes over and starts folding it <laughs> and they like solve something that le- leads them to a passage in the, the book and yeah. like they, they get so far from there and then that leads to Brian Cox going but they were all innocent in the Salem Witch Trials it couldn't have been her because they've realised she's from New England and that's where this, this message is from and he's he's like but what if 
what if she was innocent, but doing this to her, torturing her and bounding her and doing all this stuff is what created the very thing that we're fighting against. And I'm like, how did you leap to that? What the <laughs> hell just told you to think that? Because like, nothing else in the rest of the movie, even I think, even implies that she was an innocent person who became evil because of the, like being tortured for being a witch. What I think maybe they should have done is, like, the way he explains it, it's very, like, matter-of-factly. Like, maybe, like, it would have been better if he kind of brought it up, like, questioningly, like, hey, like, I wonder if this is going on because of, you know, like, this and this. And then you're kind of left to wonder as a viewer. Do you know my problem is, though? It's not even the leap, actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's not the leap that's bothering me. It's because he he literally says that after the line... No, that was all ridiculous. There was no such thing. They were all innocent. Which yeah. paints him as someone who doesn't believe in all this crap. And then immediately says, but what if doing that to her is what created the evil? You, yeah. you, you just said you didn't believe in witches, and now you're going, oh, but it created a supernatural force. <laughs> Make up your goddamn mind. It feels like yeah. he flip-flops and like one, like two lines of dialogue, he f- completely yeah. flips 180. It's weird. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I... Yeah, that's a tough one to defend. <laughs> so I have a problem with that. Yeah. However, the actual idea that she was from the New England, you know, Salem Witch Trials and all that, and she's here and the body's opened up and that's releasing the evil. I'm cool yeah. with all that. I like all that. The idea that she's a witch from back then, I actually think it's a really cool little reveal, little twist. I do like. I, like- the, I, I do also like the moment when they test the, the brain matter. They, <laughs> they test the brain matter and they go, oh, that's why we couldn't find a cause of death. Because she's not dead. She's, a, she's alive. <laughs> uh, that was good. I, a little bit schlocky, a cool. little bit hokey, yeah. that line. But you know what? I'll, I'll accept it. Yeah. Uh, I like just, yeah, in general, like, I think, like, uh, yeah, just in general, like, taking apart the body. And I like, un, like, folding the skin and realizing they have, she has, like, all those symbols and stuff. Yeah. All over her. Um, was obviously yeah, she's really- naked the entire time because it's an autopsy, and I thought they handled that fairly well. It's very clinical. You do see like you know the lower half of her a couple of times, but that seems to, for the most part, that's obscured by things in the foreground. You don't see her crotch too much. What did make me kind of laugh though is when you finally don't see her boobs anymore because her boobs are just kind of out the whole time. The, the, yeah. When you finally don't see them, it's because they folded the skin over and it's like the inside yeah. of the skin that's covering them. And I thought that was really yeah. funny. That That's what's obscuring the nudity, is the yeah. inside of her skin. But that was fun. Uh, let's talk about the opening scenes, actually, uh, when we first meet Emil Hershey's girlfriend and she wants to go out to oh, the yeah. movies <laughs> and she sneaks down into the, the morgue and she's like, oh, show me a body, show me a body. And he's like, oh, I can't show you a body. My dad would flip. And then he just walks in and goes, no, that's fine. Try me. <laughs> What, what, yeah, what, I, which one do you want <laughs> I like like how uh, you know even though he's like the you know mortician or whatever is I like that sh- like, he was yeah. yeah he was still like resistant I like that she was like the one who was all like gung ho about it which yeah, she, uh, she was far too gung ho for my liking by the way I, just, <laughs> that uh, I mean that's actually uh, it, maybe if there was one thing that I kind of didn't like is uh, I did get a little bummed because uh, I, I liked her character like you only get really like a brief, you know, glimpse of her in the beginning. But I thought she was pretty likable. Uh, and then again, yeah, it, it comes back to what I said earlier when we we're talking about them setting up the characters really well. Her conversation with Emil Hirsch, it showed you they were both likable people and they both cared about each other. And he's really committed to helping his dad and he doesn't want to leave. And she's kind of pissed at him for it, but she kind of gets it and she's okay with it. And they, they have like a nice exchange. Yeah. And you like her for it. She was really gung ho though. 
But the funny thing <laughs> is, she gets pissed at him and he's like, oh yeah, you're not getting laid tonight. After the whole... Because he, cause he, like, he jingles the bell when she's about to touch the dead body. And after explaining why the jingle's there. And she's pissed about it. It's like, you literally entered this scene by jump-scaring him and scaring the shit out of him. And then you insisted to both of them repeatedly that you wanted to see a dead body and you're pissed because he gave you a little jump scare? <laughs> I don't know. It just seems a bit hypocritical to me. I just... Anyway, and you push for it as well. Like I say, she she was a... He tried to stop her, like, several times. Yeah. From looking at a dead body. So, I just, you know... I think that's a fair criticism. Of her. Of her. Not, not, it's not a criticism of the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm just criticising her logic. Yeah. And uh, I, I like to just, like, describing and kind of setting up the body and, like, you know, showing how, like, uh, it doesn't have a, you know... Uh, like, it's covering the face and the talk. Like, oh, well, there isn't much of a face left. Yeah, well, so... that helps later on in the movie because the whole, like, the corpse coming towards the elevator when it turns out to be her, it's the, yeah. the guy with the, the face hole, I guess we'll call him. Uh, his face yeah. is missing with the shotgun blast. And the, he's sort of, like, walking slowly down the hallway and it's mostly dark, but there's the occasional flicker of light. And, like, you see just a glimpse of him as he's walking towards him and you realise it's him. It's the one that had his, the hole in the face and it's a really cool moment. Yeah. It, it builds the tension. And that works really well. So there's a lot of stuff I liked. It was just, I, I think some of the supernatural elements when it like all the lights started to go out for no reason and stuff like that, it just felt a little bit. There, there was like a story in there that I really liked. There was just these generic elements just kind of peppered on top that just was taking me out of it just a little bit. And in, in the second half of the movie is really my mm. my thing. But I did like it. I would recommend people see it. I have I have no regrets watching it. I, th- I think, like you say, it's paced really well. I love bottle stories. I love the set, and I love the that it takes a good half an hour of them talking and like actually starting to work on the corpse. I like all that stuff. It's just yeah. some of the supernatural elements in the second half. I wasn't as crazy about. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Um, again, it didn't bother me that much, and we we said it before though. I think I'm a little more um, forgiving with supernatural stuff. Uh, than you for the most part uh, yeah because huh. we know I like rules and I, I think the, the frustrating yeah. thing with this one in terms of the supernatural stuff is some of it is set up really well and paid mm-hmm. off but some of it is just kind of random and like it, it went from a scene where it did something really cool at the bell or walking down the hallway to mm-hmm. jump scare oh, oh we need to talk about the cat by the way oh god um, yeah <laughs> I was so, just thinking, yeah. <laughs> so not 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 that much of a save the cat moment. No, nah, they yes. have a cat, and they f- we see it a couple of times earlier in the movie, and then the next time we see it, it's been like mauled by something in the vents because it, it they established that it runs around the vents in the house. And yeah. it's by dying. the way, that was the worst part of the movie for me when uh, she brings a dead rat to him, and Emil Hirsch picks it up with his bare hands. I was like, oh. It's horrible. I, I didn't care about that. Uh, Ugh, he washes his hands right after. They actually show him wash his hands after. Tim, it's fine. It, it doesn't matter. I hate rats so much. I, my hands would never be clean. Joe, I hate I hate uh, cats in pain. I hate a cat having to what? die. And the whole yeah. idea of the cat dying, and we see Brian Cox snap its neck, the poor thing, and oh. goes and puts it in the furnace to, to get rid of the body. And he's clearly upset by it. It was his wife's cat as well, we find out, and Again, this theme of death constant throughout, and you know, I I'm not gonna lie, I I might have went over to my cats, you know, just after that scene, and just <laughs> yeah. just just give them a little clap, and just yeah, you're okay. <laughs> I just have to make myself feel better. 
Uh, that's like one of those like that's such a, a manly moment that I would probably never be able to do in real life just to like you know he's, like Brian Cox is such a like man's man he's like you know like ah gotta do this gotta put it out of its suffering it's just such a quick like snap and I was like ah oh, I don't I think I could ever do that yeah. uh, what a man's looking up at me right now and I'm like yeah you know this shit out of me but I don't, <laughs> I don't want to see you in pain anything else you want to talk about Tim before we get to Reigns uh no that's i mean it's it's kind of hard because it's like not um there's not like a ton of different things to talk about you know what i mean like i, I don't like i feel like there's like a couple of like standout scenes but it's it, what, what was your favorite thing they found in the body <laughs> um well like i kind of mentioned before i liked when they peeled the skin just back. like on yeah. yeah and it had those those markings um it was kind of cool the first time, like uh, they open the mouth and it kind of just falls out, and then you see her tongue is uh, cut, uh, cut off. Get cut off, yeah. Cut, uh. cut sounds a lot simpler. Like, no, it wasn't just a cut; it was like chopped off. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> um, but uh, no, it was cool. I liked all like uh, there's a, a lot of really good imagery, like just stuff of like uh, you know the fly buzzing around the body, the blood that's like slowly draining into the uh, I don't know what they would call it. I guess a drain um, mm. on the odd. Yeah, autopsy room and stuff. Yeah, I think... Uh, all, all looked cool. I think the ending for me... Again, it, it like, felt like a typical sort of ending. I, I wasn't, like, super... Super well, excited by the ending. Where, like, Brian uh, Cox, like, no, basically, no, no, like... Well, well, not so much that. Just, like, I don't oh, okay. I, I don't even mind them all dying, because like, you know Hearst dies as well. Yeah. And that works for me, because I, I like that kind of thing where you see the aftermath of this event at the start of the movie, the crime scene. And then yeah. the, their stories is what happened to them, and we see it play out, and maybe it builds up to the conclusion. I didn't need anyone to survive or whatever. I'm not. I'm not fussed. I'll take a dark horror movie where everyone dies. I'm cool with that. <laughs> uh, it was just just the the whole way where they, they they're moving the body, and we see that the radio starts playing in the ambulance. You know? Oh yeah, and it's this idea that she'll, she'll keep doing it no matter where she goes. Like wherever she goes, she'll cause this to happen to whoever's around her. And I like that idea. I don't have a problem with that idea. I just, I don't know. I, I guess it could have been shown in a more interesting way. Yeah. Because you know, uh. at the end, it ends with her in the ambulance and the camera just kind of like comes down to her feet and we see the tag saying Jane Doe. Yeah. I kind of liked how the uh, the cop was like, he, he says something like, get it out of my county. I don't even want it like you know, anywhere near here, uh, which, I, I don't know, give, give me, like, a weird, like, oh, does he know, like, there's something up with this body or something? I don't think um, he did. I think he was just being, but, oh, I don't want to deal with this. Get, get rid uh, of it. Oh. I, I like that, though. Like, I like he, he was, like, so against it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, I I really liked it, but I definitely don't want to, like, I, I doubt they have plans for a sequel, but it's not something that I would, like, want to see uh, explored. <laughs> I don't know. You could almost do something really crazy with it where they'll evacuate an entire town and just leave her <laughs> in this town because it means there's no one near her. I think unless they like shoot her up into space and like oh. a spacecraft <laughs> takes her up, that I, I'd be cool with. That, that. should have been a post-credit scene. Like, <laughs> it should have just come up saying 10 years later, after realising <laughs> what's happening with this body, they decide to shoot her into space on an unmanned craft and we just yeah. see the rocket go up. That would be pretty dope. <laughs> that would have a balls out ending. <laughs> but I, I mean, now to wrap up, I, I had I had fun. I really liked the premise. I liked the characters. I liked the story. 
there was just some moments here or there and a couple of the supernatural elements didn't quite click for me that took me out of it which for me landed me on more of a solid seven okay that's that's what i'm giving it seven out of ten yeah uh obviously i'm gonna be a a little higher uh i'm gonna give it an eight um yeah that's very good respectable score we have established that you know how that eight is higher than seven that's what we've established (laughs) in the last 10 seconds (laughs) okay hey tim you can make dumb jokes about me i can make dumb jokes about you as long as you admit they're dumb (laughs) They are dumb. I have no no illusions as to the the integrity of my jokes. Oh dear. If um, I will say though, if they do do a sequel, they should call it uh, the Autopsy of Jane Dose. Right, I'll become a cat. Say hello. Just let everyone know that the cats are okay. Yes. Yeah. Look at him, he's happy. Alright guys, thank you very much for watching. Uh, let us know what you think of the autopsy of Jane Doe in the comments below. Like and subscribe and all that stuff. It helps us out a lot. We'll be back next week with another movie. The first cinema release of 2017 that I believe we're going to be covering is the, quite frankly, terrible looking Bye Bye Man in a couple of weeks' time. So you can look forward to that too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back next week. Thank you very much for watching. Keep watching scary movies. We'll see you next time.